Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Michael Laurent. Mike is still on assignment. It is Friday, September 23rd, 33rd. In this episode, the interminable international break continues. The U.S. are still shit. Some Premier Leagues have a month off. But first, what's coming up? We're going to talk about everything we can talk about because there's not much to talk about. We've got England being terrible. We've got Grealish fighting soonest. We've got England getting relegated. We've got it all, and it's all coming up right now. But before we get started, please remember to like and subscribe to the show. It makes a huge difference. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the show. If you're on podcast, subscribe to the show. If you're on Twitch, subscribe to the channel. If you're on Facebook, like the Squeaky Bum Time podcast page. If you're on YouTube, fall in love with this all over again. It means a lot. Don't forget, please like and subscribe to the show. And here we go. First things first. We are still in the middle of an international break, which means there are no games being played by any leagues except MLS. And there was a crazy game between Atlas and Real Salt Lake where I don't know anything that happened, just that someone goal scored a goal from 70 yards out. Look up that game. It was pretty incredible. Atlas in the Nations Cup, the Cup Cup League, whatever. So that game happened. That was really cool. Um, get in there and check that out. Also. England just played Italy and lost. I didn't even need to watch this game. We lo- England lost 1-0. Arguments about squad. Arguments about Southgate. It's still the same insepid England. Harry Maguire still playing for God knows whatever the reason. Gareth Southgate is a man of loyalty, is a man of vibes, is a man of PR is a man that the players like. He's built camaraderie with the team. He's built all these amazing things, and England has had the best run of Englishness in a long time. However, they play awful. They're slow. They they play like they don't know each other. They can't build anything because they always play with five defenders. Uh, In this case, the only attacking or forward-thinking midfielder was, um, was Jude Bellingham. So that means that Sterling, Kane can't get forward. Reese James is a wing back. He's supposed to try and, and provide things. Saka's playing wing back. He's supposed to try and provide things. Basically, England try and play like Spurs without Conte as the coach. So they lose to England. Yes, it's a friendly. Yes, it's a Nations League game. Yes, they get relegated from this group, which means God knows. I think. The, the Nations League thing to replace friendlies had a go. It was cool for a minute. Uh, people liked it. They seemed to enjoy it. But I think people have figured out, oh, this is friendlies. Now, you do get to play more interesting teams more often. There is an idea, especially for smaller teams, that they can punch above their weight and move up in things. For But for countries like England and Germany and France and stuff like that, it's really not that big of a deal. But England sort of bow out. They're not great. They're still insipid. Um, I'm still arguing with people about Phil Foden versus Mason Mount. Shout out to Karta Krishnire of uh, World Soccer Talk fame. He's in love with Mason Mount. I know why he is. He's a old school English attacking player, but he's better off the ball than on the ball. Um, I'm a Grealish guy. I mean, I'm a Grealish and Foden guy because they both play for City. 
Um, but England just still unable to get out of first gear and really just struggle to build anything. Um, now, granted, this is against Italy. Did Italy make the World Cup? No. Does anyone think that Italy are bad? No. <laughs> uh, Italy are still very, very good, even though they did not um, they did not get out of their they did not make the World Cup. They are still very, very good. And even though they didn't make it, it doesn't mean that this was a bad England team. You know, England did have 14 shots. They did hold the ball. You know, they did do things. And and Italy did try and rough them up with 18 fouls and yellow cards. And, you know, just it was balanced and more of the same kind of Englishness that's not really where they were. I mean, they had one chance. Um, they kind of controlled the game. But, you know, Barella had an open goal and missed. Uh, and England are probably slightly delusional where they're in this pattern of dark, insepid football that doesn't really go anywhere. And that's where they are. So now I will say that this type of football, if this is what they want to drill in, this defensive, dour, set piece um, football, is a style that does do well in tournaments, but it is not remembered. So this is more of a pragmatic German style versus a flowing Dutch style. And uh, I don't see England doing particularly well. Of course, they'll get out of their group. They'll be better than Iran. They'll be better than Wales. They'll be better than the U.S. But when they play someone really good who has a way of playing, they're going to lose. But let's, uh, let's make sure that I have the lineups cleared up. Kane, Sterling, Foden. Saka as a wingback, Rice and Bellingham with Reese James at the other side, and then Maguire, Dyer, and Walker. Having Maguire and Dyer in defense is just criminal. Uh, Walker hasn't played for weeks, so that's a weird selection. You know, why Tammy Abraham doesn't play is odd to me. Why Trent Alexander doesn't play is weird to me. We didn't even use all our subs, only used the two, only used Shaw and Grealish. There's just so many options, and I don't think that Southgate is creative enough to get the right things out of this team. Maybe he knows something we don't know. Maybe he's they have extra games and they're going to do other things. Blah, blah, blah. England are bad. Well, they played bad, and you should follow along with the narrative that they're playing bad. Just know that that's what the narrative is going to be. It's going to be one of these things where people um, are frustrated and whatever. So there's that. Uh, I'm going to put the link into... Uh, the chat, if you want to join in, feel free to click. See if you want to join in on StreamYard. You can. It's on. Uh, it's going to two YouTube channels, so you can check that out. Click the link if you want to join in. I'll, I'll let you pop in if you want to, so that would be cool. If you want to, you can. Uh, the next item to cover, let's see if I've got a bunch of stuff. So England, Nations League. Let's get some more Nations League results because they're out there. Let's see where we are. If there's any storylines popping up, I know that Germany and Hungary played that probably didn't go well. Hungary had been has been playing well, and Germany has not. Um, so the UEFA Nations League has been going on. This is basically replacement for friendlies. And yeah, Germany lost again to Hungary. They've lost, I think, three of the last four to Hungary, and they don't play well. So the same stories are going on for a couple of teams. Germany probably just doesn't have any strikers, just like Spurs didn't. Yeah. Nabry, Muller, Sané, Werner. 
up front, not a great group. I mean, it looks like their best group. They just can't get the goal they need against them. Um, other games of note, just to go through some of the other Nation League games been played for the last two days. Um, let's see. Croatia win, Belgium win against Wales. So that's a preview for the U.S. fan to look at. Kevin De Bruyne was incredible in that game. Nothing really else to write home about. Hungary losing to Germany is a big one. This is a blood feud game. Bosnia-Herzegovina versus Montenegro. I'm sure there were flares. I'm sure there was violence. I haven't looked at it yet, but uh, that one will be crazy. In the battle of places that cause trouble, Northern Ireland and Kosovo will be a war uh, internally inside their souls. And then, um, you know, other stuff, Czech Republic, Portugal, nothing really to write home about uh, for the Nations League. Uh, France in complete turmoil. I don't know if you know this story, but what's going on with France? They played a Mar- they played Austria. Paul Pogba's brother is in jail for an extortion attempt against his own brother for money. This is bad. So the Pogba's are falling apart. Mbappe's fighting with image rights in a classic sense. France falling apart after winning the World Cup. It's shades of. Um, Shades of 2002 all over again when they lost to Senegal in the first game. Shades of 2010 when they revolted against their own coach. So France can never put together two cycles in a row. I would say I would think that Deschamps is too many too many in a row. I think he's been five tournaments in a row. There's a helicopter flying over my house right now. So if you hear that, that's what that is. Uh, but I'm not in trouble. No one's coming after me. In other news, in other news, we go. Um, to we go to the U.S. men's national team who played a friendly in Germany against Japan. And the less spoken about this game, the better. This was terrible. The United States were awful. They lose 2-0 to Japan. Uh, the ball, the butter halter out, birds were out. He's playing MLS guys. For some reason, Zimmerman's in the team, but not Tim Ream. Listen, I don't like Tim Ream either, but he's playing in the Premier League. I don't care what anyone thinks about the Premier League. It's better than any player in MLS. Jordan Morris is still on this team, which I don't understand. This is a guy who clearly has no heart to play in at the highest levels. I would not take – it's one thing to take an MLS player who's on the way up and you think can reach higher heights. It's another one to take a career MLS guy who doesn't want to push himself – and leave the United States and play at a higher level. That guy says to me, I don't want to win. I don't want to push myself. I don't have the gear. I know that might seem unfair, but I just I just think about that quote where he wanted to stay home with his dogs. And if that's what you want to do, and you're a middle-class footballer, give me the hungry kids. Give me the kids from the ghetto. Give me the kids from El Paso. Give me the all-Mexican team that's all U.S. born. I don't want this middle-class American soccer team because they don't care. They really don't. There's a reason why why Dempsey's the greatest U.S. men's national team player. It's because it was life or death to him. So we have Ferreira. Aronson played really well. McKenney and items were okay. But Zimmerman and Aaron Long, I mean, just... These guys just can't play for the U.S. men's national team. I don't care how good they are. He plays for Red Bull. Just know you're not good enough. You can't play a defensive pairing from the MLS if you want to win games. Now, is this a friendly? Yes. Should we freak out? 
No. But the United States, in less than two months, is going to be playing November 21st against Wales in the World Cup, the first game of Group B. Okay? That's one month, two months away. This team doesn't look ready. And they're terrible. And they get beat pathetically. I mean, like, they couldn't hold on to the ball. So, yuck. I'm not interested in excuses. This team's not good enough. If they get out of the group, I'd be shocked. That's just not shocked. It would be an accomplishment for the United States men's national team to get out of the group. They are not better than Wales. Because Wales plays with real passion. Wales plays with real commitment. Wales knows who they are. Wales understands what they have to do and will get further in this season, in this World Cup, than the United States. And that is a fact. Um, speaking of there not being any games, uh, there's still there are games. There is, sorry, there are games this weekend. And they are with your favorite clubs. There is a North London Derby. Manchester City play Chelsea. Leicester City play Aston Villa, but it is in the Women's Super League. So tomorrow there's a North London Derby with the Women's Super League. I have not been following along yet, but I do like to give shrift. So we did have one week into the Women's Super League after the Women's World Cup where where England won. So the, the women's game is really uplifted. They already had one game. Aston Villa already beat Manchester City, which is a huge upset. The City have lost many of their best players, Lucy Bronze, uh, Caroline Ware all moved on and their coach lat they had a bad season last season so arsenal leading the league right now the favorites of course are chelsea and arsenal uh and man city to a lesser extent but it's a 12 team league there are th- the same brands you love are in it uh liverpool just promoted so they had not been funding uh the women's team so all that socialist fucking we're a good team really didn't apply to women so fuck you liverpool thank you uh, Manny, put that in your pipe and smoke it. But if you're starred for football on uh, Paramount Plus, you'll be able to see the North London Derby at at, at 8.30 a.m. And the 10 o'clock games will be West Ham United uh, and Man United. So the Women's Super League, good league. Enjoy it. Check it out. If you have daughters, check it out. It's really, really good. I'd recommend the Chelsea Man City game, which I'm not feeling good for City. It's a way. And... Um, City have not been playing well. So Women's Super League on the agenda. Check it out. Fun, fun, fun stuff. Um, What else can we go to? Uh, There's been a lot of narrative stuff going around. You know, when the international break comes, which I don't understand. So I'm going to go into the schedule stuff in a minute. Just drives me nuts. Uh, You get into the arguments about punditry versus players and just things like that. So we had Graham Sunis talking about Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish going back at him. Graham Sunis talking about Pogba, who he's famous for attacking and saying, see, I was right about Pogba. So this is just pundits fighting players. I'm here for it. I think Mike tends to get really upset at pundits, like it's uh, like because they're dumb and don't say anything. I, I take it a different way. I think that people want the dumb punditry they want the arguing they want the easy stuff 
because they want it to be how they think about the game, how they feel about the stats. I mean, for Mike and I, we're we're advanced. We want to hear more in depth. We want to go deeper. But for normal people, they just want Craig Burley and hot takes. I think it's totally normal that people want hot takes and Graham Sunis being an old curmudgeon guy. Half the fans who watch, listen to talk sport are old curmudgeon guys anyway. They probably identify more with Sunis anyway. Just like we do. Just like, you know, ESPN tried to get rid of um, uh, Boomer on ES, uh, for Sunday Night Football. And they found that people just want that show. They want Chris Berman. They want, you know, they want his old Bad Moon Rising stuff. They want his musical references from 40 years ago. It's a There's a comfort to it. There's a comfort to that kind of punditry that's easy, that's get stuck in, that's, you know, he didn't have enough heart. They didn't show enough fight. You know, they want these things rather than some of the other stuff that we're trying to do of getting into, you know, they hear the word expected goals and they want to throw up and, and try and kill you. Uh, you know, people hate announcers. They're convinced that the, that the announcers are against their team. Sure. But, you know, all they care about is that you watch the next segment and the next segment and the next segment and that you don't drop out. So if you're mad, that's good. If you're happy, that's good. So good for Graham Sunis. Good for Jack Grealish. It's the entertainment. Some other items that I wanted to touch on because I'm um, that kind of guy. <clears throat> so we talked about WSL. We talked about the schedule. So this Queen's death thing, listen, I beat it to death. No pun intended. But for some teams to get a month off, because they they took two they had two weeks off of the Premier League and then an international break and then their games are on October 1st is just completely unfair and insane. I just think I don't think it's insane, it's unprecedented, I get it, but I just think about American sports and how sacrosanct schedules are and how sacrosanct you know the games have to go on, the TV rules, and how England just goes, nah, we'll just change it, we'll move it, this game's this day, this game's that day, oh, they're going to play on a Sunday, this team's on a Wednesday. They just flex everything and don't think about fans and pundits and whatever. Like, You could argue the Premier League is the number one export of British culture in the world, and it probably is at this point. Uh, it's probably the most known thing that anyone cares about. Everything else is just kind of, Wow, what a bunch of losers, especially now that the Queen's dead. I mean, Premier League is literally the only thing. Well, that's not true. English is the biggest thing. Anyway, they did a lot, but I'm saying right now in terms of cultural zeitgeist, the Premier League's probably the biggest thing. Um, but to just – and then people come visit England, and you're in England. And can you imagine you're in England, the Queen dies, they th wait three days, and it's just like, oh, we're canceling it. Oh, but three teams aren't even playing. It's not even like they reschedule it a day later or two days later. It's just, we're going to reschedule it, you know, when we do. It's madness. And then just the, 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 the disconnect between fans and all these things. And does everyone like the queen? And why does it matter? What connection to sport is there? Is it, is it this? Is it that? Like, they could have done so many different options, but they chose just to cancel everything and start again. It's just bizarre to me. And now it's three weeks later. 
it's not even this weekend that they play because we had one week of game. We had a week off games, then another, then two, then two weeks between games. It's just too much. Uh, and it's driving me nuts. And I want the Premier League to come back more than anything in the whole goddamn world. <laughs> and uh, it's driving me nuts. But um, coming up, just preparing. I don't want to make this a long episode because I'm going nuts already. But next Saturday, and we'll probably talk about this when Mike comes back, we've got really, really good stuff. We have the North London Derby. So that's Arsenal versus Tottenham, which is about as big game as you can find in England. And then we have Man- and then we have the the we have my team. We have the the Manchester Derby of City versus United. So Saturday and Sunday next week are just going to be massive. Then we have, you know, everything else doesn't even matter. Those things are just going to suck up all the air out of it. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Uh, City are probably be in really good shape by then. Holland barely plays. Um, we'll see where United are after having all this time and a break to play. City had to play. That's fine. But, you know, United have not been playing. They had last week off. So they are going to be ready. And maybe Tyne Hogg will start to try and do new things. I doubt it will be against City. But then, you know, Sp- Arsenal sitting top of the league. It'll be first versus third for Tottenham v. Arsenal. I mean, has there ever have they ever been that high in the table at the same time? That would be something for the record books. And then United versus um, City is is just always a big game. City have a f- have a five point lead on them. And listen, City could lose; it happens. But um, I'm excited for that, and we'll pick that back up on Monday uh, when Mike returns. I think he's just sort of moved on from from the show for a short term for the short term, and he'll pick it back up later, which is no big deal. Um, but for the international break. Find your teams you like. England is terrible. The United States are terrible. Watch women's soccer. It's really good, especially tomorrow. They might set a record for attendance. I'm not even being funny. It's going to be a big deal, especially after the women's, uh, after England won the uh, Euros. And be ready for next week when uh, the teams come back. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the show. And I am out of here.